is your wake-up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show, because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn it. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning, and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Be in the mother... Be in the... Yo 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 Yes, it's Thursday. What's happening? We are here. We still don't have a president, right? No, we still don't have a president. We on the verge. But though. we have one right now. We don't have one for January. Yeah, we yeah. don't have one for January. Now, what's, what's going on with Nevada? Nevada just can't get it right. Does, what do you mean? They, thought, still, they still count the votes. They still count the votes in Nevada. Everybody else count the votes. Nevada I, I, can't count the I votes. I think y'all forget that this was a record-setting year when it came to mail-in ballots and uh, what it was a hundred plus million early voters. And if it's anything like I saw in Atlanta yesterday, they in, they in there counting them things by hand, which seems very primitive, by the way. Yes. But yes, it takes a long time to count all those votes. Goodness but, gracious. Yeah, and some states had different laws where they couldn't even start counting the votes until election day. So while they might have had millions of votes, they couldn't even start counting them right away. Mm. All I know is, once again, um, black people are saving the Democrats' ass yet again. Okay, they said in uh, black voters in Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. Like uh, I saw um, Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes is a Biden advisor and former Obama appointee. He tweeted out last night, looking at black voters in Milwaukee, Detroit, Philly, and Atlanta, it's striking that people who have been treated the worst by our democracy consistently, consistently do the most to save it. Drop when the clues bombs for black people drown most. Don't you slow. Don't you be slow either. Okay, because <laughs> Dramos was in here arguing with me this morning. About what? Um... And Latino voters. Mm. He said that uh, they showed up and we didn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> you see, this guy is crazy, man. This guy is absolutely crazy. That's not what I said. I mean, not to mention, if you look at the numbers now, while all this is going on, we have the highest one-day numbers of coronavirus, over 100,000 in a day. It's crazy. How we get there? <laughs> How we get, I, well, I'm just saying this all matters with the election. If you look at it, Donald Trump is the person that... Hasn't shown great leadership during coronavirus. I think that's a big issue. You don't think so? During this election? When was the when was the highest one day? Just now. Well, people already have voted, G. I know what I'm saying. All this is happening at the same time. They just oh, revealed that on the news as we're waiting to find out who the new president's going to be. Oh, okay. But let me ask you a question, Charlemagne. Yes, you, yes, you, yes, you know, sir. You, you were so ex- so happy to say, black people are saving the Democratic Party, right? What does that mean? Because what do they give us? Nothing. But um, here's the so, thing. So it's like. But here's the thing. This is why. This is why uh, the work after this election is the most important work. You know what I'm saying? Having those boots on the ground, and more importantly, keeping our boots in the Biden administration's ass. Okay, that's the most important thing. We got to apply collective pressure all across the board. Like, it ain't no honeymoons, ain't no celebrating. We got work to do. And we're going to press their line and use collective pressure to, uh, to, to move them the way we need them to move. Yeah, but it's like you take care of me and I got I take care of you. This is, it's all transactional, baby. Why you look at me like that? <laughs> I was, it's all transactional. And, that, and that's the thing. See, that, that's the problem with a lot of Democrats. What's and that's that? what they say about Democrats and Republicans. They say Republicans fall in line, Democrats fall in love. Ain't no love, babe. Okay, this is all transactional, simple and plain. Mm. 
All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about these votes and what's happening and what states we are still waiting on and what the predictions are. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with these counts. Now, according to Fox News, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are at 264, while Donald Trump is at Mike Pence for with 214. Again, 270 is needed for the win with the Electoral College. Now, for CNN, they have Joe Biden at 253 and Donald Trump at 213. Uh, Trump allegedly was very upset at Rupert Murdoch over Fox News's call for Arizona to go to Biden. So they said he called up and was livid with them after they declared Joe Biden the winner of Arizona. Why are you mad at Fox uh, News? Don't be mad at Fox News. It's the voters who showed up and voted. It ain't Fox News' fault. Now, Joe Biden has won the most votes out of any candidate in history. Not because he's Over good. 70 million votes nationwide because mm. a lot more people voted. That's right. People showed up because they want that fascist out of the White House. Not because uh, Joe Biden's actually an amazing candidate. Let's throw that out there. In the meantime, Donald Trump is suing in three different states. Right now, he's filed lawsuits in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. He wants them to stop the vote. So let's uh, see what Joe Biden has to say so far about these counts. And now, after a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. I'm not here to declare that we've won, but I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. Mm. All right. Now, Joe Biden wants them to still count every vote, even though Donald Trump is suing to stop the vote. Every vote must be counted. No one's going to take our democracy away from us. Not now, not ever. We, the people, will not be silenced. The governor of Pennsylvania, in the meantime, is responding to Donald Trump's lawsuit where he wants them to stop the votes. The Trump campaign filed a lawsuit to stop the counting of ballots in Pennsylvania. That is simply wrong. It goes against <laughs> the most basic principles of our democracy. Our election officials at the state and local level should be free to do their jobs without fear, without intimidation, without attacks. These attempts to subvert the democratic process are simply disgraceful. Stop the count! I'm losing! That's the biggest sore loser message ever. That's like, that's like being knocked out on the canvas and asking the ref to stop the count as he's counting the 10. By the way, if we stop in the count, stop the fight! Declare Biden the winner then. You can't if, stop if, the if, count, If man. we stop in the count, stop everybody's, the fight. Everybody's vote matters. Everybody's vote has to count. You cannot stop the count. You cannot do that. You can't just say stop. Now, Donald Trump has been tweeting. He said they are finding Biden votes all over the place in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. So bad for our country. Wow. It looks like Michigan has now found the ballots necessary to keep a wonderful young man, John James, out of the U.S. Senate. What a terrible thing is happening. We are winning Pennsylvania big, but the Pennsylvania Secretary of State just announced that there are millions of ballots left to be counted. Now, some of his tweets are being flagged for having misleading or disputed information as well. Donald Trump tweeted out, and this was one of the flag tweets, there was a large number of secretly dumped ballots, as has been widely reported. They also flagged the tweet, we have claimed for electoral vote purposes the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, which won't allow legal observers, the state of Georgia and the state of North Carolina, each one of which has a big Trump lead. Yeah, I mean, Trump's screaming about Pennsylvania. Joe doesn't even need Pennsylvania at this point, right? Like, what, do you just need Arizona to come in and... How do you, Nevada. Nevada. He's Nevada. Yeah, Nevada. Arizona Nevada. and Nevada. And Arizona. Yeah, Arizona and Nevada, and he's good. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss E. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Todd calling you from Cleveland, Ohio. What's up, Envy? What's up, Charlemagne? Peace, King. Angela. Still taking nice pictures, Angela. Hey, listen. I want to get this off my chest. I think people should really pay attention to how we're probably about to get in this country the best combination of humility and efficiency that this nation has had since the Franklin Delano Roosevelt administration. And this is The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, good day. Peace and blessings. What's up? How you guys doing today? Good, What's good. up, Porta Potty guy? Sean What's Stone. What's up, Sean Stone? Hey, go, hey, Angela. Good morning, man. I, I see you doing your thing. I, I love to see you doing your thing, Angela. What's wrong? You sound depressed, man. You having flashbacks of when yeah, Trav busted your ass on this radio <laughs> and that freestyle? What are, talk- what are you talking about? I'm not depressed You at sound all, depressed. Bro. You know what I mean? You do sound a little I down, mean, bro. I want to get stuff off my chest, man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like the way the Breakfast Club treat me, man. Like, how we treat you? I don't, I don't treat you like anything. Producer. A second ago, he called and you put him on hold and you wilding on him like, I'm always on hold. Bro, a lot of bro, people call and we go through the bro. phones randomly. So if you don't bro, get picked, it ain't our fault. But I just don't like the way you're talking to our people up there. They're doing their job. They're bro, answering the calls bro, and they put MV, people on hold, bro. Envy, they thought to me mess up too. What are you talking about? No, he didn't. He said, Sean, I'm, I'm listening to him pick up the phone. That's how I even knew you was bro, here today. What do you want, Sean? Envy, Dan, are you talking to him aggressively, Dan? Absolutely not. Dan was talking to him aggressively. Stop that. I I I heard it. I don't have a problem with Dan. I just don't like that the fact that I'm being blackballed. You know what I mean? You don't do anything to be blackballed. You don't do anything to be blackballed, Sean. There's nothing to blackball. There's nothing to blackball, Sean. You don't do anything. What are we blackballing, Sean? He really thinks he works here. Yeah, but he calls three times a week. He speaks three times a week. Being blackballed. We let you rap on this radio against Trav, and you lost. That's not called being blackballed. He didn't lose. He got washed. He got washed, destroyed, eaten. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Jermaine out of Atlanta with Bonnie Vodka. How y'all doing? Jermaine, what's up? Get off your chest, man. Not much. I just wanted to say big birthday shout out to my to my daughters, my twins, the Barmaid twins. Uh, they just turned five this past weekend. So I just want to give them a big shout out and show them love, man. That's what it Thanks is, brother. Enjoy your day with them, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, who's this? This is Tanya from Charlotte. Hey, 704 Tanya. Queen City. What's happening? Good morning. Good morning, Breakfast Club. I just want to let you guys know that I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. Uh, Charlamagne, you are so real and so raw. You're so dope. So Thank are you. you, Angela, and so are you, Light Skin DJ MB. <laughs> Light Skin <laughs> DJ Envy. My, children. Uh, my son, Makai, all the way in Pennsylvania, mommy loves you. I want to give a big shout out to my daughter, Maya Woody. This is her last year of high school, and she's ready for college. And I just want to say so many blessings out to her and blessings all around. Let me ask you a question, Queen. How do you listen to us in Charlotte? Um, Power 105. Oh, you listen on the app, the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio, yes. Got you, got you. Well, thank All you right. so much, man. Make we sure you subscribe you. to all the Black Effect podcasts on the iHeartRadio app, too, while you're on there. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. All right, have a well, good one, you. Mama. And then have a good day. You too, now.
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about breakups. This couple was engaged and have just announced that they are not actually going to get married. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. What's happening? Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Russell Wilson. This is The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Russell Wilson plans to play in the NFL until he's 45 years old. He was on the Bill Simmons podcast and he was talking about how he invests $1 million every year in his body. Here's what he had to say. I got a, a full-time trainer that travels with me everywhere, you know, works with Sierra too. I got his name Decker Davis. I have a, a full-time PT, uh, Amy. I have a full-time mobile person that's working on me, that's making sure that I'm, you know, moving, you know, the right way and everything else. I have a full-time massage person, two chefs. So we have a whole performance team. I've been doing it for five years or so, six years now. My quarterback coach asked me the other day, how many days do you think you do body work? I probably do 363. Really, the reality is Christmas, and Thanksgiving, and because I'm trying to play till I'm 45 at least. Good for him, because now listening to that, I got more context. Because when I first heard he was spending a million dollars a year on his body, I was like, that's a waste of time. Just work out and take your CMOS. But now when no. you hear the personal chef and the masseuse yeah. and everything else that goes with it, now it makes sense. As he should. That's his, that's his investment. That's his body. That is an investment. Yeah, I just thought absolutely. he was talking about just working out. I'm like, huh? Mm-mm. A million dollars? That's a bit, ex- bit, bit, bit excessive. A bit extreme, yep. All right, now, as we're talking about the NFL, let's talk about the New York Giants. Logan Ryan says that team trainers actually saved his wife's life. Here's what they said happened. After the game, uh, my wife flew down to Florida to go vote, and she was having some stomach pains. I talked to one of our trainers about the symptoms. He said, no, she needs to go to the ER. My wife ended up going to the ER. They ended up catching... I don't want to butcher the word, a topic pregnancy where the egg was in the wrong place in her fallopian tube and it was about to burst. Mm. So she ended up going to emergency surgery is what I'm dealing with right now. And they ended up saving her. Now, I don't, who is Logan Ryan? I don't know any of the New York Giants except for Shaquan. What's his name? Saquon. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Who's Logan Ryan? Plays for the he's Giants. at free safety. <laughs> he's, yeah, he, he signed this season. But, but you can absolutely positively die from that. Well, I'm glad that his wife is okay. Dropping the clues bombs for his wife and for those people that saved her. Um, she actually learned that she was pregnant from that because she, I guess she had an IUD in and she probably didn't think that at all. And that's how she found out she was even pregnant. Well, that's beautiful. I'm glad somebody saved her. Mm-hmm. Who's going to save the New York Giants, though? <laughs> same, same person that's going to save the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we're still got a better record than you. Yeah, hey, you guys game. both got to relax. We got, th- we got two <laughs> all eyes. Right. Y'all got one. Lamar Odom and Sabrina Parr, their engagement is off, according to Sabrina Parr. Yes, it's been about one year since they announced that they were getting married, and she broke the news on Instagram. She said, y'all know I'm honest and transparent, so I have to be the first to let you guys know that I am no longer engaged to Lamar. This has been a difficult decision for me to make, but it is the best for myself and my children. Lamar has some things that he alone has to work through. She said she does love him dearly, but is no longer able to be by his side while he seeks the help he so desperately needs. I learned so much from Rumor Report. I had no idea that Lamar Odom was even engaged. Really? Mm-mm. They've been talking about it for the longest time. You reported it, like, several times. That didn't didn't hear it. I thought he was with Chloe. Who's no, with Chloe? Tristan. 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 Okay, got you. Who said Trent? Who's Trent? Nobody said Trent. Yeah, it's French. <laughs> so it's a French. Oh, French. Who's no. French? Oh, my God. He's talking about French Montana. That was 
five years ago. That's right, Drum. We don't pay attention to that kind of stuff, Drum. I'm with you. <laughs> okay. My goodness. I'm with you. All right, now Takashi 69's kidnapper has been sentenced to 24 years behind bars. Anthony Harv Ellison, he's been sentenced on charges of racketeering, kidnapping, and assault. And in addition to those 24 years, he also has five years of supervised release whenever he does actually get out of jail. I don't think y'all realize how much time that is, bro. 24 years? That's a long time. Y'all realize how long 24 years is? Just think about it for a second. I know it sounds as if so 24. You think 24-hour fitness, 24 hours in a day. 24 years. That's a long time. That's, I don't even know how to do math, but that's a lot of presidents. 4, 8, 16, 20. That could be like five different presidents. I don't know. I don't know how to do math. Never mind. It depends right, how long guys. they stay in office. <laughs> that's just true. It it's, could be, okay, let's just say it was, you know, three, three, it'd be three presidents if they did eight terms apiece. No, not eight terms. Two terms. <laughs> Two terms. There you go. Never mind. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's just a, that's a long ass damn time, is what I'm this trying to say. This guy's crazy. Okay, 24 <laughs> years. Lord have mercy. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee. And I can't. nope, I don't want to. That no, is your rumor. Oh, no. All right. 24 years. Depending on what age you are, just kill me. Goodness gracious. All right. We got front page news next, Yee. Yes, and of course, we're going to keep you updated on what's going on with the election. And we'll talk about this clip that was recirculating again yesterday that kind of predicted everything that's happening. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. If you need us to be ready, we can be ready. We can be ready. We can be ready. We're ready. All right. Let's go, baby. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, ye? Well, let's start with what is happening with this campaign right now, with this election. Now, former Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders actually predicted what was going to happen with this 2020 presidential race. And he predicted this while he was on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. That interview from October is making the rounds again. Listen to this. Polls show Democrats are more likely to use mail-in ballots. Republicans are more likely to walk into polling booths on election day. It is likely that the first votes that will be counted will be those people who came in on election day, which will be Republican. And here is the fear that at 10 o'clock on election night, Trump is winning in Michigan, He's winning in Pennsylvania. He's winning in Wisconsin. And he gets on the television. He says, thank you, Americans, for reelecting me. It's all over. Have a good day. But then the next day and the day following, all of those mail-in ballots start getting counted. And it turns out that Biden has won those states, at which point Trump says, see, I told you the whole thing was fraudulent. You know, it's easy to predict what's going to happen, especially when you have a person telling you exactly what they're going to do. Trump been telling us the blueprint, you know, for, for what he planned to do as far as attacking the integrity of the election for months. He's been telling us exactly what he's going to do, how he's going to do it, and he knows his followers are stupid enough to believe that. Like, I saw somebody on Facebook last night say, how is this possible? On election night, he was up by a half a million votes in Michigan. Now he's down. It's called counting the votes, stupid. <laughs> That's what happens, all right? Jesus. All right. Well, Donald Trump's team, in the meantime, is sending out emails to 
his supporters. Saying and help. says, the Democrats will try to steal this election, just like I predicted from the start. Mail-in ballots are leading to chaos like you've never seen, plain and simple. The radical left is going to do whatever it takes to try and rip a Trump-Pence victory away from you. And that's why I'm coming to you now. I need your help to ensure we have the resources to protect the results. Oh, we boy. can't allow the left-wing mob to undermine our election. Yeah, I mean, his rhetoric hasn't even been consistent on that, because at one point he was against mail-in voting, then he was for mail-in voting. He actually did uh, absentee ballot himself, and he did mail-in voting. So it's just like, that is the process in America. People do mail-in ballots. I didn't trust mail-in ballots, to be honest, cause I just because just I never did it before. Right. But... I, I, I did it this year. I did it this year, yeah. And my it, daughter did it. My wife did it this year. It, yeah. it seems to be working. They pull up kind of late, but they pull up nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Like like Jesus. They don't come when you call them, but they're always on time. <laughs> All right. Well, you can also hear what's been happening in Detroit as they were trying to count the vote. There were people lined up outside, and here were the chants. If you stop the count, you need to stop the fight. Okay, I'm an avid boxing fan. When somebody hits that canvas, if there's no need for a count, that means the fight is waved off. Somebody's declared the a winner. Everybody, every vote has to count. You cannot stop the count. Come on now. Unless you're getting your ass kicked now. Unless it's just like playing... Uh, doesn't matter. Fair is fair. If you lose, you got to take it gracefully. Yeah. If you're playing Madden and somebody up by four touchdowns, you got to pass the controller, man. Reset, turn, unplug it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unplug it. Trump trying to unplug the, the, uh, the PlayStation <laughs> right off, now. Turn it right off. Oh, man. Yeah, but as you can see, you know, throughout these different states, there are a lot of protesters. They actually declared a riot in Portland, and the National Guard was activated, and they said at least 10 protesters were arrested, and that was in response to widespread violence that was happening there. Now, was so one person they said was armed with a gun, knife, and was toting an improvised explosive device. Hmm. They also had uh, officers were being attacked with bottles and at least one Molotov cocktail. We expect. Damn. Why are you turn the future? Why you say that so fast? It sounded like somebody threw a Molotov cocktail in your house. You had to run real quickie. Jesus Christ. Uh, but we expected violence, though. You know what I mean. But I, I do. I did see a lot of people on the right say that they wouldn't um, participate in violence because that's what the left would do if they lost. So we'll see if they stick to that. Yeah, I seen them, I seen them protesting in New York City. I seen I think fifty people got arrested last night I in New that. York. I seen uh, somebody spit in the officer's face. It was nasty last night in New York. Downtown, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, uh, what's the place Greenwich. called? Greenwich? Yep. I thought I just say Greenwich. <laughs> no, Greenwich. Greenwich. <laughs> I heard you say that earlier. <laughs> Greenwich. Greenwich. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Isn't that the Wizard of Oz? Oh, no, Glenda the Good Witch. Never mind. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's your front page news. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Missy. Now, when we come back, we have some special guests joining us. We have Ebony K. Williams and Dustin Ross. We'll be talking to them. That's right. The host of the Holding Court podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And plus, you know, e Ebony's just brilliant the way she breaks down law. And she's the newest member of the Real Housewives of um, New York. There you go. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember what city, but I know it was one of them. All right. So we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests on the line. We have Ebony K. Williams and Dustin Ross. Good morning, guys. Good morning, team. First of Good all, morning, Shalom. Breakfast Club. Collectively, they are the host of the Holding Court podcast. The Black Effect Network with iHeartMedia. Yes, yes. So how did y'all decide to do a show together, Holding Court? 
So I slid in Dustin's DM. Dustin didn't know me from a can of paint. I'd never met Dustin Ross in my life. I was gonna do this show solo, ye at first, and then I, I, which was fine, and then I was like, but I want, I want the edge factor. I want somebody that's gonna inject a little levity, because uh, you know it's like I'm gonna be putting down the law, and and I'm gonna keep it a buck. But I wanted that, um, and I wanted a um, black male dynamic, to be honest. You know, I thought that was very important. I never wanted this to feel an exclusively female show. This is a show for everybody in the culture. Um, so I, I, I reach out to a homegirl who's like a culture head. And I said, go ahead, hunting, uh, Nat, and find me the best talent out there on the gram. And she was like, Dustin Ross, you heard of him? I said, I'm about to. And I slid into his DMs. I was like, brother, I have an opportunity. I'd like to speak to you about can I call you? And Dustin said. I said, uh, hell yeah, you can call me. You know, <laughs> Ebony was, you know, when Ebony K. Williams slides in your DMs, you know, it was just good black. You know what I'm saying? It was the kind of black <laughs> I aligned myself. It was just good black. So I said, yeah, we're going to take this call. And um, when she pitched that show idea to me, I was completely in love with it. And uh, the chemistry just kind of organically did its thing, you know, of course, which we knew it would. And now we have this amazing show on Black Effect Network. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. But here's the thing. That's why I wanted Dustin on the show, y'all, is because I could sit here all day with my privilege of my legal background. The show needed that every man, every woman perspective, right? That's able to say, okay, E, you, you, you kind of going deep in your legal bag right now. You deep in the political bag, like make it make sense, make it plain. And and Dustin does that so perfectly. And and I love it. Sure, I know for a fact you listened to the Supreme Court episode. What'd you think? I loved it, and, and I learned so much. You know, the reason I love the Holy Court podcast is because we, we live in this era, and I think Dustin even said that on one of the podcasts. It's like everybody's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks they know the law. You know, but they really don't. So to hear somebody that actually knows it, it, it makes perfect sense. And That's I, the I, funny I, thing. When you see people holding a camera, whenever you see people getting arrested or, or somebody getting locked up, there's always the guy with the camera that's telling somebody their rights and don't know yeah. what they're talking about. They'd be like, bro, they can't search your car. They ain't got no right to search your car. Like, you know, yeah, so it, it's good that- they got the warrant. Meanwhile, here's yeah. the warrant. Yeah, no, it's true. It's a lot of Google and iPhone lawyers and, and shit out there, y'all. But, you know, I, I, I I, I get it. I get it. We are more informed. We are more um, technologically accessible generation than ever before. So it's right. very easy to confuse a Google search with a Juris Doctorate. Um, and that's why I wanted to do this show, y'all, is because our people the most, Black folk in America, we need a better understanding of law, justice, and the Constitution. Uh, Dustin brilliantly called our Constitution our terms and conditions of living in this country. <laughs> For real. That's what it is. That's Nobody reads it, and it's always there. So I think them. I think Democrats have to change their whole strategy. I think that their messaging sucks, and I think they keep running these um, establishment Democrats instead of instead of banking on the people like the Senator Harris's. Like they should, they should, they should trust in their their new blood as opposed to trying to keep running those old horses. Well, I know that to be true, Charlemagne, and that the the title of today's episode of Holding Court is we see you black men in america are the new swing voter period black men in america are the new swing voter people got to get the memo the democratic party needs to get the memo clearly uh gone are the days where it was a foregone conclusion that black men are going to vote democrat 95 98 um that day is gone early exit polls y'all 13 percent of black men voted for trump in 2016. y'all want to guess the percentage of black men that voted for trump so far this year how, how much 
18%. So I, I think that tells us everything we need to know. I think it affirms um, the theory that Dustin and I explore in this podcast. Uh, you know, uh, I have uh, Cedric Richmond on, a good congressman from Louisiana, uh, old friend and mentor of mine. And I, I asked him, you know, I don't want to uh, spill too much tea. I got to listen to the podcast. But I said, Cedric, how the hell your party let this happen? Black men used to show up for Democrats at the same numbers as black women, 95 to 98% every election. Now you got Trump damn near siphoning off 20% of black men in a, in a general election. Well, what do you I, think, I Dustin? For that. Yeah. I, I, Dustin, explain this to me. Well, I'm more concerned about who's going to count those votes in Pennsylvania. I told Ebony <laughs> earlier we need the we need the ladies Nino Brown had you know bagging up that dope in New Jack City. That's who we need counting these ballots in Pennsylvania because I want to make sure that every vote is counted. I do think that black men are definitely the new swing vote. We've seen so many people coming forward um, uh, in in ways that we may not have uh, wished for them to. People like Little Wayne. People like. Um, the conversation with Ice Cube and the confusion surrounding that. So um, I'm looking forward to closing this chapter once and for all and then sorting out the pieces afterward. But the first thing we got to do is get Donald Trump's ass out the White House. Ebony, I know before we discuss like hold your vote, have Republicans ever done a hold your vote campaign? Hail to the no. Mm -hmm. Republicans vote in every election, ye. And and that's one of the reasons that they can be successful in, in ways that the Democrats just haven't figured out. That's why their judiciary looks the way they want it to look. That's why right now they're probably going to win back the United States Senate. We have to start politically from inception. We need to hand select who we want doing our representation. Then yes. we need to force feed them the agenda. We shouldn't be asking uh, Biden for an agenda as far as I'm concerned. I don't really give a damn what Joe Biden thinks is good for black America. Personally, I don't care. I'm going to tell whether it's Joe, whether it's Bill Clinton, whoever the candidate is, we're going to tell you what is good for black America because your white ass wouldn't know. What, what are the other variables you think that cause people to support Trump? Because it can't just be that America is racist and sexist, right? It's got to be more than that. Dustin, would you like to speak to this and give some insight as to what we learned from the congressman yesterday? Mm -hmm. We learned that there's several things that people have that um, are their own personal agendas for supporting Donald Trump. Things from, it could be from greed, it could be just a power issue. Um, Donald Trump is a white American male's dream. He is, he's got the highest job in the land. Um, they associate him with wealth and just being, being a winner by any means necessary. And that's what they're attaching themselves to. I think they also are attaching themselves to mediocrity. Mm -hmm. I think Donald Trump represents the last stand against mediocrity being able to be um, truly exceptional in this country. Uh, I think the man can barely string a sentence together. I think he looks a mess. Um, mm -hmm. I think all those things make him very desirable, to Dustin's point, mm -hmm. to a lot of average uh, folks out there, especially if you are white and mediocre, Donald Trump is your wet dream. Yeah. Okay. People want to be able to rest on their mediocrity and the intrinsic value of their whiteness. And that shit just don't go as far as it used to. And they're scared and they're mad about it. And that's why I think they're gravitating towards Donald Trump. All right, we have more with Ebony K. Williams and Dustin Ross. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dustin Ross and Ebony K. Williams. Charlemagne? Could you be in a relationship or be friends with somebody who is 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 is, is a Trump supporter? At this or point? on a or on a show where they say all lives matter? Yeah, with your castmates. Well, I was gonna <laughs> punt to you, Dustin. Dustin, you start, and then I'll get to to, to you. In, in your Hell no. You know what I mean? Like you can you can. I respect everybody's right to have their own political views, but 
if you are willing to align yourself with someone who has done just literally heinous things, rip kids out of their parents' arms, kids in cages, don't know where the parents are, um, just, we can take it all, just, no. So I can't, if, you, if you're willing to align yourself with those things and really take a stand and say that that represents your character, then that's when I'm gonna have to make some decisions myself. Now we can say hi and bye, you know, I can stand next to you at a bar, you know, and, and things like that, but I'm not really interested in, you know, talking any further than that at this point. Yeah. No, if you got a MAGA hat on, you might as well go ahead and be bold and put on a Klan's hood. Um, it's the same thing. The same thing. So you, you're actually asking two different questions of me, and I want to answer them both. Can I be in a relationship, share my my intimate space, my body, my bed with a partner who, uh, by by virtue of his political support, upholds white supremacy, which is a threat to my very existence? Hell no. Could I be actual friends, have real interpersonal relationships, women or men platonically that did that shit. Hell no. Can I be on a show? <laughs> real so, Housewives, because I know there's some Trump supporters on Real Housewives of New York. There absolutely are. You're exactly right, Yee. Here's my take on that though. When I was given the opportunity, invited to join this group of women on this cast, I had to really do some thinking, right? I'm a trained lawyer. I'm, I'm trained in risk assessment. Uh, there is risk for sure. But I felt that the risk was outweighed ye by the fact that for 13 years, this show has never had a black woman, not a black experience, not a black lens, uh, not even a, a black point of view. So I felt that the opportunity, the necessity for that outweighed whatever personal risk I would take. Um, Y'all know me, I'm not afraid to go into spaces that, that, that don't like me, that aren't accustomed to me, that were not designed for me. I've actually- I'm so happy that you're on there, Ebony, because I feel like for people watching, it also will be educational for them because it's hard when you get that one side. And I know Leah's on there and she's not on that side, but it's different coming from you, a person who has had experiences and can have those conversations and people watching can say, okay, now I get it. Hopefully, you know what I mean? I think so. Yee. That's, the, that's the whole point. I'm not there for any other reason, to be honest. You know what I mean? I got plenty of jobs. Um, it's, 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 it's not about that for me. It is about what you just said, Angela. It's the opportunity to impact the broader audience that I can't necessarily reach at Revolt, even though I'm still doing that work and that's an important audience as well. Um, sometimes you gotta show people better than you can tell them. I look forward to the opportunity in engaging with my colleagues that believe all lives matter and don't understand why that's problematic. Now I gotta ask you, I know this is a little off topic, but on Housewives, does that mean that we get to see like uh, what's going on relationship wise? Cause normally on the show, there's some type of situation. Uh oh, we gonna see Ebony's boo. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> um, Y'all are gonna see it. I mean, of course, like that was the whole point too. Y'all have known me for years. Y'all know I've been fiercely private when it comes to my personal life and anything beyond the work, I don't even engage with because the work is so important, right? And for years, I wanted it to be only about the work. I wanted no distractions. Your girl just turned 37. You know, I'm really thinking about some different things in my life. I'm thinking about starting a family. I'm thinking about what does family even mean to me historically and moving forward. And I think that my work now speaks for itself. I think my credibility is established and I think it's the right time to explore who I am not just as a lawyer, not just as a broadcaster or a journalist. Who am I as a woman? Who am I as a friend? Who am I as a lover, Envy? Hey. Okay. 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 Sounds hey. pretty powerful. Here we go. Here we go. I can't wait. Boy, That's this is interesting. I want, what, what defines, I guess, womanhood to you, Evan? 
That's a brilliant question, Charlemagne. I think womanhood is the, the duality of faith and vulnerability and have the faith to know that I can withstand anything that even when the hits the fan as it did with coronavirus and y'all know I was sick uh, for a couple of months and, and, and battled that in a very difficult place. And I reminded myself I can take care of myself, you know, and that's a big part of womanhood too. You know, how, how, bad, how bad was your COVID? Um, it, it was, I would call it moderate, Char. Thank God I didn't have to be hospitalized or uh, on a ventilator, but I couldn't smell or taste for six, seven weeks. Mm -hmm. I had extremely bad neck and back spasms. And to this day, I have remnants of um, the neck and back pain. I, I got to take an Epsom salt bath and all of that, like daily, really. Now, you know, Offset got pulled over the other day and uh, they searched his car. And the first thing Offset said, you don't have the right to do that. So in that situation, cops pull up. Mm -hmm. They say, get out the car. We need to search your car. What, what is the proper procedure? Okay, so it's a legal answer to that, Envy, and it's a practical answer to that. Okay, okay. so mm -hmm. the legal answer is an officer is only supposed to be able to search your car if they have probable cause. Okay, that's the legal standard. Probable cause, reasonable belief that you are up to criminal activity. Uh, if they have a search warrant, then uh, then that's a lot plainer. Right. Um. But if I'm a black man in America or a black woman in America, for that matter, and an officer says, let me search your car, I'm not about to litigate that on the side of the road because I might lose my life. See mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so I think that's what's important. You want to live to, and you said your dad used to tell you this, Envy, make it home. Right. Make it but home. The problem yeah. is, it's like anybody can say, like, you know, he, he was driving through a rally and anybody can say, yeah, they had a gun. Anybody yeah. can say that any, any any given time. Well, they can say something small, like like um, I the smell the, the common one I would see when I was practicing, y'all. The cop always said it. Boilerplate. I ha I smelt the aroma of marijuana. Just that gives them enough probable cause to now search the contents of your car. Sometimes up into and including your glove box and or trunk. And now you got a whole thing. But here's the thing. Here's the good news about that. And I want everybody to get this. This is really an important question, Envy. Let it take place. Don't litigate that shit on the side of the road. Live to tell about it. Your lawyer, if they're any damn good, what we do is we suss out at trial or pretrial whether or not it was a valid stop. That's the first question any lawyer says. Did they have legitimate probable cause? We find out it's some bullshit. It's that fake ass smell of marijuana mm -hmm. or um, something else that's unreliable. Now your whole case gets tossed because the stop right? The beginning of the content, contact uh, was erroneous. So let us lawyers fight that battle for you. Don't try to be a hero on the side of the road dealing with these cops. You'll lose your life. Oh, I feel like we got a good taste of the Hold the Court podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like that. You, use, you lose your life. Okay. Sorry. I just, I hate, I just. I love I, it. Listen, this is what Butch Williams told me in Durham, who is my legal godfather and my greatest mentor. He said, L, it's always better to be tried by 12 in a box. Carried by six. And carried by six. That's right. Hey. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys for checking in this morning. Thank you and so make much. Make sure y'all check out the Holding Court podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network, available wherever podcasts uh, are listened to. Thank y'all. And congrats again on your Hall of Fame induction. Y'all are absolutely legends. legends. Mr. Breakfast Club, good morning. <laughs> All right. I ain't go front, man. I'm tired of all this political stuff now. I, I can't I'm not. Get...
I, I love it. I think we just getting started. Oh my Matter of fact, hey, salute to Ebony K. Williams and Dustin Ross um, for joining us. Uh, Holding Court is definitely one of my favorite new podcasts. Not because Ebony is my partner on the Black Effect uh, iHeartRadio podcast network, but because I really do learn a lot from the Holding, Port, Holding Court podcast. Like, she breaks down law in a way that is very easy and very digestible. And this week's episode, We See You, Black Men, um, America's New Swing Voter with Cedric Wichman, is great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, it's just a lot. Uh, I was trying to go to bed last night, and, you know, I've been watching all the election coverage. I finally had to turn the TV off. It's just I was a lot. exhausted. What, what did, what did and you, you know what? Nothing's, nothing. happened since nothing. La- mm-hmm. nothing's happened since last night, but you just get nervous. You're going to wake up. Like, the first thing I do when I wake up is grab my phone, and I'm like, all right, let me see if anything new happened because I'm just waiting. Nervous. Well, well, I focus on God, not circumstances, because regardless of what the outcome of this election is, even though we know the outcome is probably going to be um, Biden-Harris, we as black people still have work to do. You know what I mean? That's why you can't get tired now because now is the time where you tighten up those boots and you scrap on that helmet even tighter. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's time to get to work because we got to hold these people accountable. All of these uh, campaign promises they made us, we got to hold them accountable. And, you know, if, if we helped them flip the Senate, we really got to hold them accountable to get some things done in these streets. It's all about collective pressure. Can't get tired now. Hmm. You get tired of dying your beard? Clearly not, okay? <laughs> so I need you to have that same energy for for, Be- for for political candidates that you have for Beijing, Envy, okay? You hear me? All right. Loves Beijing. He loves Beijing. He was Beijing with a political he, No, party. that's not what he uses. <laughs> that's, that's what he, he uses just for men, he, he think it's just for men? When he, hears, he told us that. When he hears our black party, that's what he thinks. <laughs> our blacked out beard party. That's what that's what. But Envy I do think Envy should get some type of sponsorship or something because... Mm. You do a good job. You know, I'm standing here, right? I'm sitting here with you guys. Well, you rather you rather talk behind your back? Yes. I mean, we do. <laughs> yeah, but, no. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we do, but I'd much rather stand into your face as well. You know Goodness what I mean? Goodness It don't look as stupid as it did the past couple of weeks. You got it under control. Whoever your artist is now is, is pretty decent. Whatever painter you're using now, keep him. It's subtle. Okay? This guy's crazy. <laughs> it's this guy's subtle. Crazy. It's subtle. It was you very know, I loud. Haven't, I, haven't, I haven't had my hair cut Enough. or done this whole entire pandemic. And my hair looks raggedy. I think at some point I'm going to have to get my hair trimmed. Okay. Envy, where do you go? <laughs> you need to go see Johnny, bro. Johnny said he ain't seen you in a minute, to be honest with you. That's what he told me the other day. Yeah, Johnny been too busy. He's working on set now. He's, and he's, he's very disappointed in whoever's painting your, your house now, your beard. <laughs> whoever's renovating, whoever's been renovating your bed, he's very disappointed. Johnny's back on but set. But it's bad. I'm telling you, right now it's subtle. Oh, oh my Envy, you could start your own thing, paint my face. <laughs> paint my face. Listen. On a scale of one to Amari Hardwick, you you were way past ghost, but now you're about a six. You're about a six. You guys finish? I guess. You feel comfortable talking about another man's appearance? Yes. I'm actually hitting somebody yes. up right now. I know somebody who actually um, makes these products. Envy, would you be down, paint my face? <laughs> That'd be dope. You know you're always looking for a new endorsement. I'm with that. PMF, baby. I think you should make money off this. Yo, it could be like a carnival once we uh, open up and stop social distancing. We can have you at a booth and have kids just come and splash black paint all over your face. That'd be dope. I'm with that. Let's do it. Hey, sales, we got a new marketing idea. Let's go, baby. Angela. Not sales. This is a whole brand new business. Mm. It's a brand new business. As an entrepreneur, Envy. You guys done? Are you finished or are you We're going to find someone to paint your face. Are you finished or are you done? Mm, I like this. Angela, do you have That's rumors what he on the said. way? Yes. 
And we are going to talk about Method Man. He's the guest tonight, my first guest on my first ever episode of Established on Fox Soul. And I have a little preview of one of the things that he talks about. Phenomenal beard, by the way, Meth. Always has a great beard. He could be one of your ambassadors. All right. We'll get to the rumors next. Don't move. <laughs> Don't go anywhere because we are the show you love because we are so nice and friendly up here. It's the Breakfast Club. Progressive. <laughs> it's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So tonight is the first episode of my show, Established on Fox Soul. Established okay. with Angela Yee. Dropping a cool bomb dream... for Established, hosted by Angela Yee on Fox Soul. My dream guest was Method Man to be my first guest, and it worked out. He said yes and did it just because we do have history. Wu-Tang was the first place I ever worked. So we have a lot of little fun stories to talk about there. But one thing we discussed was being on time. And he uh, talked about acting. He was on Oz, if you all recall. He had a, a stint on Oz that got cut short because he showed up late. I saw you told the story about I think you were late one time and they killed you off. Yeah, I did Oz. And it was just one day I'm just laying there and I'm like, man, I'm not getting up. I called him. I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to be a little late. They was like, yeah, don't even show up. Like, oh, I'm calling my manager. The manager's calling the assistant. The assistant is relaying messages back and forth and being a real asshole about it, too. And it was like, look, Tom says show up tomorrow on time and we'll see what we can do. So, you know, I show up the next day. Then a new script came in and I read it and I was killed off. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Well, so you got to be on time, guys, but especially when it comes to that. And he also expands on it to talk about how much money goes into these productions and how it affects everybody else that's working and the whole entire schedule. That's very true. Mm -hmm. you, cost, you can cost a production yeah. a whole lot of money by being late, especially something like The Wire back then for HBO. Man, you it was Oz. Oh, Oz? Oz. Well, Oz, that's still mm -hmm. a huge production for HBO. You know how, how much money they probably would spend in a day? An hour? Well, you know, fortunately for him, I think he's a truly professional person, so he was given other chances later, but that was a lesson learned early on. Killed him right off. Mm -hmm. Changed that script. All right, Black Thought. Now, he did an interview with Vulture, and he talked about getting complimented as your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He said, depending on who it's coming from, it holds more weight, and it's more of a feeling of having accomplished what I intended to do in the beginning of my career or what I've been doing all this time. Then he discusses one of the most memorable compliments he ever received was within the last year. And this is when Rakim was a guest on the Wendy Williams show. Now, Wendy was talking about having a conversation with Rakim at dinner where they discussed top five MCs. Listen to this. You know, I'm like, Nas, you know, I run it down. You know, who's my top five? And then, you know, Rakim is like, I said, other than you, obviously, Ra. So you know what he said? He loves Black Thought. I was shocked. Like, I like Black Thought, but I don't even think of him as a top five runner-up. Well, Black Thought is cognac. Uh, Black Thought is wine. You know, he, he's truly getting better with time. And I think with rap music, you know, the more experience you get, you know, the older you get, the more things that you just go through, you just have more things to discuss and talk about. Your, your knowledge and information is more vast, and I think that's why, you know, Black Thought is just getting better. 
Yeah, Black Dot said, I dropped the mic like, F all y'all haters, my work is done here. Mission accomplished. I was moved by that compliment. Yeah, he always gets busy. Black Dot has always been a top lyricist. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those people that's scratching the the, the, the age demographic in hip-hop, right? Because they always say, oh, hip-hop is a young man sport, but I, that's that hasn't been the case for the past 10, 15 years. You know, you got these guys in their 40s snapping. Still snapping. Like yeah. Black Dot, like the Royce the Five Nines, you know. Then got guys like Hov that are 50s, Scarface, 50s. Like, like these guys are incredible, you know? All right. And as y'all know, it is a difficult time for a lot of people, you know, just uh, speaking about the baby and his older brother who committed suicide. Really sad, uh, Glenn Johnson. And we want to, again, give our condolences to the baby and his family. So the baby has shared a video to his social media with some advice on what we can be doing. Good morning. Check on your people. Mm. Somebody probably wants you to call and say, what's up? Are you straight? We'll do that. That's right. Uh, dropping the clues bonds for the baby. Putting green hearts in the air for your brother. Suicide is something that I don't quite understand, but I don't think it is for me to understand. No, it's for when somebody's at their lowest and they feel like there's no other way out and they feel like actually not being here, it's better for their family, better for society, and better for the world. And the worst part about it is when you you know, do reach out to a person that you know is going through something, but, you know, they're going through something so much that they don't want to talk, so they cut off all communication with their, you know, loved ones. That's tough. It's the easiest way to do it because that way you feel like you don't have to put that burden or that Mm -hmm. whatever you're going through on anybody else, so you cut everybody else off and just try to deal with it by yourself. And a lot of times, you know, people look for outside things to cope, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whatever it is, or whether it's just being in your own thoughts. Yeah, please don't. I'm never that busy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if I know somebody's going through something in that way, like, I'm I'm, I'm never that busy. Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta stop and, and have a conversation with you. You know, I was uh, talking to some of our employees, and I was having a conversation about how we don't know what's going on in other people's lives. And right now, like, just be respectful of people. You don't know why somebody might be having an off day. Correct. And it's just, I think, a great time for us to be as uh, empathetic to people as we can. And it's been, it's been a rough year for some. Like, I, mm-hmm. I lost two friends mm-hmm. to suicide this year, you know? Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Jasmine Waters. My man, uh, Shaquille Cardi, as well. So it's just like, you know. All right, well, that is okay. your rumor report. All right. Charlamagne, mm-hmm. who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, you know what? Um, Donald J. Trump needs to come to the front of the congregation. I need to, you know, use this donkey today, Donald Trump intro, a couple more times. Before, okay. before, before I don't need it anymore. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. From my experience at an historically black college and university, I know that homecoming is a big deal. With the cancel this year, we decided to bring the celebration to you with HBCU Homecoming Party on the Yard. Presented by McDonald's, hosted by me. McDonald's Black and Positively Golden Movement is about empowering the next generation of black leaders through initiatives like our HBCU programs that are positively shaping communities. Watch our HBCU Homecoming Party on the Yard. Presented by McDonald's on Thursday, November 12th. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! Trump, please step up to the congregation. Yes, you are a devil. No doubt, Trump. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending
doing their best. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. He's a jackass. Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, November 5th, goes to Donald J. Trump, the soon-to-be one-term president. Uh, not so fun fact for Trump voters, fun fact for those who didn't vote for him. I think he's the first one-term president in 27 years, I believe. I'm not the greatest at math. Uh, last one-term president was George H.W. Bush in 1993 when he ran for re-election against Bill Clinton. Uh, he's also the third president ever to be impeached. Look, don't be mad at me. Those are the stats, okay? Donald J. Trump will go down as a one-term president who got impeached and tried and is still trying to destroy America's democracy. Because yesterday, his campaign filed lawsuits in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. See, Trump is setting up the contest battleground states because he knows that Joe Biden is about to get those 270 electoral college votes before him. Now, the lawsuits are demanding better access for campaign observers to locations where ballots are being processed and counted, and they're raising absentee ballot concerns. Now, never mind the fact that folks like the Associated Press are on the scene in some of these places, and in Michigan, for example, the AP observed poll watchers from both sides monitoring yesterday. The Trump campaign is also looking to stick their pale faces in a Pennsylvania case at the Supreme Court that deals with whether ballots received up to three days after the election can be counted. Now, listen. This should come as a surprise to nobody, okay? Simply because Tupac Shakur once said, if you let a person talk long enough, you'll hear their true intentions. I don't even know if Tupac really said that because I never heard it, but online his face uh, and name are on the meme. Therefore, it's his quote, and if it's one thing Donald Trump, you know, uh, knows how to do, it's talk. And he has been telling us for weeks that he was going to do exactly what he's doing now, which is attacking the integrity of the voting process. Listen. I don't want to see a crooked election. This election will be the most rigged election in history. Absentee voting, great. But this mail-in voting, you're never going to know who won the election. When you do uh, mail-in voting ballots, you're asking for fraud. Because when that starts happening, mm -hmm. you don't have a, a fair, it, you have a rigged system. This is the greatest scam in the history of politics. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. It's a rigged election. It's the only way we're going to lose. Trump's campaign also announced that it would, it would ask for a recount in Wisconsin, a state that Joe Biden won. Uh, his campaign manager, Trump's campaign manager, said that it's irregular. Irregular. What's the word, ye? Irregular. No, man. With the, <laughs> what is it? Irregularities? Irregularities. There you yes. go. In several Wisconsin counties without providing specifics. There is no specifics, Bay. He's just losing. All right? Trump is the guy you don't want to play video games with because when he starts losing, he wants the press reset. He's the guy playing the three-touchdown rule in Madden, but you're not aware that he's playing the three-touchdown rule, so when you get up 21-0, he's pressing reset on the game. That's not how any of this life thing works, okay? Now, listen, to all MAGA supporters, I know you love Trump because he comes off as gangster. He comes off as the boss of all bosses, but I'm telling you right now, that BDE is GMO, okay? It's genetically modified. It's not real. And now you see what's behind the curtain. Nothing. Okay, because there's nothing gangster about demanding recounts in places you've already lost and screaming, stop the count, in states where he's on the road to defeat. If we stop in the count, we need to stop the, fi stop the fight and just declare Biden and Harris the winner. Okay, it's just that simple. And what's sad is Trump knows a lot of his followers are stupid. Okay, I don't want to say stupid. That's not a good word, okay? I, I just heard my daughters talking to me as soon as I said that. Don't say stupid, Daddy. Okay, I'll just say they are easily manipulated, okay? Prone to taking in misinformation. Trump feeds off those of you who allow social media to do their thinking for them. For everyone out there who thinks some cheating is going on because your president said so and because Trump was on election 
up on election night in certain places like Michigan, and then he eventually lost those states. It's simply because they are doing this thing called counting votes. Okay, and when you have a hundred plus million mail-in votes to count, it takes some time. Everybody is not as fast or as efficient as Chick-fil-A drive-through workers. Okay, Chick-fil-A drive-through workers would have gotten this order right and declared Biden the president by no later than yesterday afternoon. Okay, a hundred plus mail-in votes—easy work for a Chick-fil-A drive-through worker. Okay, they would have had those votes in by noon on yesterday. But everybody is not as good as counting and getting orders right like Chick-fil-A workers. Therefore, it takes time to count all these votes. Nobody is cheating. Okay. Just, just think about it. If there was 100,000 votes and you count the first 10,000, they lean more Trump. The next 5,000 lean more Biden. Then the next 15,000 lean more Trump. And that's on day one. But that's only 30,000 votes out of 100,000. Count it. If the next day I count the remaining 70,000 votes and they lean more Biden, then it is what it is. That's not cheating. It's the voting process. And it's quite a normal process on the day following what? Voting, all right? And that's exactly why Donald Trump wants to stop the count, because the more votes that are counted, the greater his chances to lose. 103 million people voted early. Drop on the clues bombs for all 103 million people. Okay? I don't care who they voted for. I'm just happy that they're engaged in the voting process. Okay? 103 million people voted early, either by mail or in person, representing 74% of the total votes cast in the 2016 presidential election. If those mail-in votes and absentee ballots were leaning heavily Trump, do you really think Donald Trump would be complaining right now? He would be singing the praises of this election, okay? What a hurt individual Donald Trump is. Only a hurt person would question the validity of something because it's not working in their favor. That is the epitome of a hater. When you think something is whack just because it's not working for you. So you defecate on the whole process. This is how I know Trump and his guys stole the election in 2016 because he's acting like a man who cheated on his girl. And now he's insecure and paranoid because he thinks his girl retaliated by cheating on him. It's not her, Donald. It's you. Trump, let me tell you something that, I've, that, I, that I'm sure you've told Dr. Ben Carson quite a few times. Nigga, please. All right. Let Kathy Griffin give Donald J. Trump the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. All right. Let's get this thing over with Arizona and Nevada. All okay, right. that's what we still waiting on? Yep. Pennsylvania, too, I think, huh? Mm. Come on. Georgia. Georgia? All right, come on. One of y'all. Arizona, Nevada, let's get this thing over with. All okay? right. Okay? Thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Up next, Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is B from Southern Indiana. Hey, B. What's your question for Yee? Okay, so I have a guy I've been seeing for some years. He's actually a kid, my kid's father. Um, mm -hmm. He's always saying, you know, I love you. And, I, you know, you know, our life is, you know, going forward instead of backwards. But he's always on his phone. 
texting and always on these dating sites. I mm. actually went through his phone and he's always telling these girls that, you know, I love you and this is that and the other. So I don't want to like move on with somebody else because we have history, but I also don't want to stay with him because, you know, of the, I call it Facebook cheating and text cheating and stuff. So You don't think he's I seen do? these people in, in person? Well, he has and he got caught, but we was like on a break at the time. But we got back together. But it's still the same thing. He's always on his phone, texting, and all this other crap. Do you want to live your life going through your man's phone and catching him doing stuff all the time and being mad and sad and upset? I mean, I'm not mad or sad. It's just when I ask him, mind. he lies about it. No, he lies about it. When I know it's, I'm asking him, like, throw him to the side a little bit, but he's still, he's still lying about it when I know it's the truth. So what are your emotions if you're not upset about it? You're not mad. You're not sad. You're just... I mean, my emotions, I, I love him, but I wish that he would just... Just tell me the truth. When I ask him something, just don't lie about it. When he asks me something, I'm truthful. Okay, but, so the issue is not that he's uh, cheating. It's that he's lying about cheating. Right. So you don't mind if he's cheating if he's honest with you about it? I mean, I'm not, I'm not if he's cheating, but just don't lie about it when I know... Because there's more than one it. issue here because I think you're trying to convince yourself that you're mad that you're lying, but it's more than just that. Eh, kind of, sort of, but yeah, the most thing is, is that he's lying about it when I actually know that he's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you stay with somebody, right, that keeps doing these things and their behavior's not changing, why would they change their behavior? You know what? Never thought about it like that. But he's always if saying, he, you know, I'm doing this. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to better myself. Slowly but surely, but come on now, you got a good woman on on your side. And you know you're a good woman. Well, you, don't you think you deserve better than that? I do. But just like don't I said, I don't want to have to start over with somebody else, you know, so, this late in my life. So it's not even about that. Sometimes you have to show people how to treat you. And what you're showing him is that he can continue to lie to you, he can continue to cheat on you, and you will continue to be there for him. Oh, never thought about it like that. And I want you to value yourself more because it feels like, don't you think you deserve better? Don't you know you do? You said you know you're a good woman. Yes. He's lying to you all the time. How can you even trust him? How can you lay down in bed with somebody that you can't trust, that is blatantly doing these things, even though he's been caught multiple times? You're right. I guess I'm just, don't want to be that lonely person. You won't, you know <laughs> what? Know. And. And wouldn't you rather, there's nothing worse than being in a relationship where you're lonely in that relationship. True that. Being alone does not equate being lonely. Just because you're not in a relationship does. Sometimes that's when you find things that inspire you even more. Sometimes you have to, and I, I just said this the other day, clear all that clutter out so that you can let something real in. Pray to the man. Advice taken. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes for you to mean business for somebody to straighten up. He needs some help. But he's not going to seek that help because he's getting everything he wants. You're right. So you're not doing a service to him by enabling his behavior either. Okay, so once I stop everything, just speak up about it and just go from there. Yes, I think you need to just focus on you. Put yourself first. Stop putting him first. All right. All right, I wish you the best of luck. I know it's not easy. All right, thank you. You're welcome. That wasn't what you wanted to hear, ye. I know. <laughs> Ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. What line you want to go to, Yee? Uh, let's do line one. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Viviana Vidal. How are you? Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's your question for Yee? Okay, so I see that you're like a super like wonderful, accomplished woman, and like I'm a young twenty-something trying to make it by here. And I was like, I was just wondering, like, how do you keep going when you feel like you've done everything right, right? Like, you you, you check off the the bucket list or like the list of accomplishments, like. Um, like a daughter of immigrants, I've finished school, I'm like maintaining myself on my own, but I still feel like there's something missing. Like I don't have all the tools that I need. So like mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm in the process of trying to find a mentor right now. What advice would you give somebody who's trying to like solidify a mentor relationship to try to just like, you know, keep going and move on to the next step in life, especially for like a young woman of color. All right, so a few different things I'll say. A, you have to have some patience with yourself. I know you feel like you've checked these things off the bucket list, you've done everything right. Sometimes the payoff doesn't come right away or in the way that you expect mm-hmm. it. Sometimes things happen. There's a lot of relationships I have with people that things might not have come to fruition for two years, three years, sometimes six years. So just be patient with that and continue to do what it is that you know you need to be doing and what you're passionate about. Secondly, when it comes to mentors, a lot of times you won't have just one mentor. It'll be several different people that can help you in different fields, right? And as a mentee, part of your responsibility is to bring some value to that relationship also. It's not just a, I take, I take, I take this advice and uh, this guidance, but you also have to bring something to the table. So look at somebody who you admire, somebody who has done something that you're like, that's dope, and send them a personal email. Also offer some services. Hey, if you ever need some help with things, I was looking at the way that you wrote this article, and I agree with you on so many different things. You know what's interesting here is something else that's going on that I think you should cover. Just things like that where you can also be useful to somebody who is a mentor to you because I think normally when you have a mentor or somebody that's older than you and somebody like mm-hmm. you in your 20s you're very valuable to people who are trying to figure out what matters to 20 something year olds in this day and age and so yeah. just make sure you're bringing something to the table look at different people who you admire reach out to them send them personal notes whatever it is even if you want to ask hey can we get on a quick zoom call do you mind mm-hmm. I just wanted to introduce myself to you whatever it is that's not going to be something too time consuming because sometimes people ask you to be a mentor and then yeah. they don't really hold up their end of the bargain also you know so also understand that sometimes people have a lot of different people coming at them so don't take it personally if it's not something that they can do right now but maybe not even that's saying mentor but saying if you need some help with anything let me know and that can turn into a mentor relationship that's very true well, thank you. I appreciate that. And congratulations on your new show. Thank you. Foxo Established with Angela Yee. It comes on tonight. I'm really excited. And I know y'all are going to love this first episode. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your advice. You have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you. I love listening to you guys. Thank you. All right. Ask Yee, 800 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Now we got rooms on the way, Yee? Yes, and I see that Kiki Palmer had to get somebody together. She was upset as they were talking about her relationship. It's a mixed relationship. She's dating a white guy. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Jay Balvin is being very open about his struggle right now with depression and anxiety. 
He went on his social media and he told people that, and he said it in Spanish, so I'll translate for you. He said, I know I've been a bit absent from social media, but like every human being, I've been tested. In this case, once again, I was dealing with anxiety and a bit of depression. He said he hasn't been as active online because he didn't want to pretend that everything was fine and perfect. He said, no, because I'm a human being just like everyone else, and I'm also fragile and very vulnerable, possibly even more so than many of you. But he did thank his fans for staying connected, and he said, soon this will pass, just like every storm, and I'll be on here again talking more with you all, making jokes, because just acting like it, no, I'm not up for that. Lean into it. Nothing wrong with that. That's why I encourage everybody to invest, invest in their mental wealth all the time. You know, go see a therapist. You know, do what you got to do. And Rumi has this great quote, man. Rumi says, uh, the wound is the place where the light gets in. The very awareness of your pain is your opportunity to let the light in. So, you know, when you're going through something, just lean into it, man. Let that light in. All right. And Pastor Carl Lentz, the Hillsong pastor, and he was also Justin Bieber's spiritual confidant. For a period of time, he has been fired from his employment at the Hillsong Church. Mm. Apparently, they said it's because of moral failures in the past. Not sure what exactly what went down. Yeah, what but the mega church's founder, Brian Houston, announced this. He said, today, Hillsong Church East Coast advised our congregation that we have terminated the employment of Pastor Carl Lentz. This action was not taken lightly and was done in the best interest of everyone, including Pastor Carl. Pastor Carl is my guy. Um, you know, Brian Houston's my guy, too. He, Brian, both of them have been on Breakfast Club. But uh, how do you fire a pastor? That kind of defeats the whole purpose of, like, Religion, right? Isn't no. religion supposed to be about forgiveness? It depends and what you do. Redemption. I'm sure there's some things that's fireable that you just gotta say no. He can't be around us. He can't be part of this church. I've never heard of and a pastor being fired in my life. I mean, I'm, I grew up Jehovah Witness. So I heard of people being disfellowship, but I never heard of a, somebody being fired. All this wild stuff pastors be doing. Yeah. Right, well, he can just go somewhere else. And I'm sure it does happen. <laughs> just <laughs> leave. Me? <laughs> just go somewhere else. Because it's not else. like he's no longer, it's not like he's no longer a pastor. It's not like he's going to be, he can't work somewhere. I'm not sure what went down, though. Well, you spoke, you, that's your God. You sometimes it's not a, a fit for you to be at a certain place for whatever reason. Did you call him or text him? No, he texted me last night. I, I mean, we were just texting. I didn't know anything about this. He just, I just know he told me he was taking, taking some time off. Okay. That's all. We're wishing the best. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, Duncan, which used to be Dunkin' Donuts, has sold to the owner of Arby's Sonic and Buffalo Wild Wings for $11.3 billion. So the coffee chain and Baskin Robbins are now being acquired by Inspire Brands. I drive by Arby's and I look at the Arby's sign and I say to myself, who the hell eats there? And guess what? Found out in this room this morning that we have an Arby's eater. Reveal yourself before I do it for you. The curly fries are amazing. Yeah, I do the curly fries at Arby's too. Really? Both of y'all? Yes. I just thought it was drum. Nah, the curly fries are good money at Arby's. Yes. Looks like you're in the minority, Charlamagne. (laughs) I don't know anybody that eats at Arby's, um, but clearly it's big with Latinos. Salute the drum. I'm not Latino, but the curly fries are good money. All right. All right. Now, Cynthia Bailey, she just recently did um, Lady Parts. That's a show with Modern Family actress Sarah That's exactly what all these sandwiches look like. (laughs) (laughs) And she talked about how she actually started using birth control before she even knew what it was. She said her mom put her on the pill. Grew up in the South. My mom didn't really talk to us a lot about sex. Literally, once we were old enough to start our menstrual cycle, she put us on the pill. Just straight away. It was like, didn't, no real explanation. It's like, oh, you can have a baby now, so you take this every day. And honestly, I Love was on the pill person. for so long, I didn't even realize I was old enough to get off of it if I wanted to. I think that was her way of saying, I don't want you guys to get pregnant. And had we not gotten on the pill because we didn't have a lot of information, I probably would have three or four kids now, and my Love life would have been mercy. very different.
I swear. Y'all have daughters. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Mind your business. If, my, if I Wait, find I'm out, I'm just asking a question. If I mm-hmm. find out my wife gave my daughter a birth control pill, I would faint. <laughs> well, it's not a birth. You got to take them every day. For so. real? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought you could only take it once and you'd be good. No. I'm playing. No. Of course I know that. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> it sounded very serious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, goodness gracious. Yikes. Yeah. That's not nothing I want to think about. Next story. Me too. I'm with you. <laughs> well, these are conversations you guys are going to have to have. No, I don't. We got time. Yeah. Okay. Kiki Palmer um, is clapping back at people because they are criticizing her interracial relationship. Now, she posted a video last week. She's kissing a guy. He's white. And she put the caption, rare footage of me in the process of becoming randomly suspicious of someone I trust because I struggle with distinguishing reality from my crippling anxiety and emotional trauma. So some people were not happy about that. And one person said, well, she said, Kiki Palmer was writing about the election. She said, I see a lot of people living one way but voted another. And a person responded to her and said, like you? And Kiki Palmer replied and said she didn't appreciate her comment. Sorry, sis, I'm not in the mood for pseudo shade right now. And the girl said, oh, it's no shade at all, love. I still rock with you, but you kissing that colonizer just wasn't the move in this time right now. But again, if it's not that, then that's on me. I'm grown to admit that. Just tongue kissing a colonizer. Listen, first of all, that's very very racist. And that's profiling because all white people are not Trump supporters. All right? So come on, stop. Well, that, that all white people aren't racist. <laughs> Debatable. Stop but, it. I mean, uh, listen, no. Stop it. But no, all white people definitely are not uh, Trump supporters. So that's just silly to say that just because you see her kissing a white guy. Like, come on. Yeah, that doesn't mean, yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. But all right. Well, that's social media. I'm Angela that's Yee, and that is your media. rumor report. Maybe right. it's just the, the week because of the climate of the week. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an election week. And, you can't but, kiss your boyfriend if he's white. Maybe not this week. Maybe you got to wait. <laughs> Come on now. Maybe you got to wait until this MAGA madness wears off. Yeah, maybe My next goodness. week. All right. Well, thank you for that rumor Do report. you, Kiki. All right. Revolt, thanks to you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to Dustin Ross and Ebony K. Williams for joining us this morning. That's right. The host of the Holding Court podcast. You can uh, listen to the Holding Court podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's available via the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Um, one of my favorite new podcasts, not because I'm biased, but because it really is super informative because the way that Ebony breaks down law is very digestible. This week's episode, she's actually talking about black men being the new um, swing voters. And she's got... Biden co-chair Cedric Richmond on, so check that out. Yes, and don't forget my first episode, my debut episode of my show, Established with Angela Yee, is on Fox Soul tonight. That's going to be at 10 p.m. Eastern, so make sure y'all check it out. My first guest is Method Man. Word. All right, Established. Tonight. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. It's time to get up out of here, Charlamagne. You got a positive note? Yes, I do. And this is for everybody that keeps, um, you know, refreshing the page on online that gives you the election results. Everybody that can't turn away from the TV. I told y'all from the beginning, whatever happens is God's will. So I want y'all 
to choose to focus on God, not on the circumstances. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?